Hello, and welcome to Mind Body Green's beauty podcast, Clean Beauty School. I'm your host and beauty director, Alexandra Engler. So today we are going to be talking about curls. Now, caring for your curly hair is a big, big topic. So we are actually diving into a very specific aspect of this conversation a little bit deeper. So it's how to get your curls back. Curls are a delicate thing which can break or lose the shape with too much damage. A lot of people find themselves in this position. After too much chemical processing, heat styling, and just general wear and tear, their curls just don't have the same bounce in life that they used to. This usually means that their hair is damaged and deflated. And if you want to bring some life back, it's going to take some work. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. Bringing your curls back to life after mistreatment. Now, we often call this process a journey, and it should definitely be viewed as such. It may not be easy every step of the way, but once you revive your hair, you will be so glad you did. And to chat about this, I reached out to one of my favorite curly hair experts. Her name is Sunny. She is a curly cut specialist, and she works at the wellness and hair salon Lumiere Vive. Sunny, welcome. Hi. I'm so excited to have this conversation today. I actually get a lot of questions about this, this topic that we're covering. And I know that you are a curly hair expert and you have, you know, been a source for some of our hair care stories here at Mind Body Green. So I know that you you have such a wide knowledge base. And so, you know, I'm so excited to kind of dive into this. But before, you know, we talk about curly hair care and reviving your curls. I would love for, you know, the audience to get to know you. So why don't you just go ahead and tell us your story? How, how did you get interested in beauty? How did you decide you wanted to become a hairstylist? I would love to just get to know you a little better. Well, for one, thank you so much for having me on your show. Curls are the love of my life, so I'm really excited to share my love with you guys. So a little bit of history. I actually graduated high school and... I moved to Florida from New York, and I was used to going to Dominican salons to getting my hair blown out. And when I moved to Florida, it was a completely different environment. It was so humid. Me and my sister come from a very diverse family, so we have very thick, curly hair, and we couldn't really find anyone that knew how to handle our hair in Florida. So that kind of started me on my journey, on my beauty journey. And at first I started just blowing out our curls and I would blow dry our hair every weekend and everybody would ask me to blow dry their hair. So when I graduated high school, I wanted to, I wanted to, to do hair, but you know, my mom was not having it. So I went to college and then I went to beauty school after, and I spent a lot of time doing color. I spent a lot of time doing blow dries. I worked at a blow dry bar for a really long time until It got to the point where I felt that it was so damaging for the curls and I didn't want to do it anymore. And I spent about five years studying different curl patterns and working with different types of hair. And I just grew a very loving relationship for curls, for curly hair, for caring for it, because it is a whole science and it's completely different from any other part of cosmetology that I've worked in. 
you know, you mentioned that you, you have a very special connection with your own hair and you went through a little bit of a journey to realize how you wanted to treat it. So what is your relationship with your hair specifically? Can you walk us through a little bit more of the journey? Just because I think everyone has such beautiful journeys with their hair and how they, how they came to understand it and know it better. And I would just love to hear a little bit more about yours. So like I was saying, I come from a very diverse family. So my mother is actually, she's, my mother's half Indian, half West Indian, and she's from Europe. My mom is English. And my father, he is, he comes from a mixed family as well. So his mother is French, German, and Spaniard, and Haitian, and his father is Haitian and Dominican. So there's a lot of different ethnicities in my family. But growing up, I, my grandmother had straight hair and my mom had wavy hair. So it was not something that they really knew how to handle. And I grew up idolizing, you know, straight and wavy hair where me and my sister, we had this super thick, super curly hair. So for a long time, I had not really the best relationship with my hair. I didn't even really understand what my natural hair looked like. I didn't know how to style it. I only knew how to blow it out. And it wasn't until like I went to college, actually, that I realized people would come up to me and they'd be like, your curls are so beautiful. Oh my God, I love them so much. And I was so confused because one, my hair was damaged. So they couldn't really see the full curl pattern. And I was just very, you know, taken aback because I was getting all these positive responses for natural curly hair. And I remember my, one of my friends asked me to drive her to an appointment and she was getting a curly cut. And I remember her telling me how much money she was spending on this cut. And I was just looking at her like, you're crazy. If you're going to spend a hundred and how much dollars on a, on a haircut, that's insane. And I took her to get the haircut and I actually sat in the chair and I watched this lady cut her hair and I was just shocked. I'm like, you have to do my hair next. Please do my hair. And that started my relationship with curly hair. It started my relationship with embracing my hair because I actually ended up working for the stylist who cut my friend's hair. I did an appointment. Wow, that's cool. It was amazing. She's She started my entire journey. She taught me how to, how to style my hair. She cut my hair, gave me a fresh new color and a whole new look. And that was the beginning. And over the years, I just grew to, to love and embrace my hair, what it grown, what it's grown to be. And I realized that, you know, Curls are this thing where they're not made to be perfect. You have so many different curls that grow out of your head and they go in different directions. They're different patterns. And it just, it helped me embrace the chaos of everything in life, in your body, in just everything about you, embracing the beauty and diversity. So when I look at curls, it's not just hair, you know, it's a spiritual experience of just embracing every part of who you are. That's so beautiful. I I have curly wavy hair myself and I feel like when you really start to get in touch with your curls, your natural hair texture, it really does, it it does almost become this spiritual awakening that you mentioned. So, and I'm sure we'll get into that throughout this episode quite a bit. But the next question I'm going to ask is, you know, hairstylists and colorists, there's a lot of different specializations and niches, right? So like if you're a colorist, you might be, you know, good at biolage or bold colors. And if you're a stylist, you know, you might specialize in kind of like those sharp cuts or, you know, curly hair like yourself. And, you know, I wanted to ask, so, you know, you're going to cosmetology school, you're probably learning like all the various different techniques and, you know, working with different hair, hair types and working, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, you have curly hair. Obviously, you went on this beautiful journey to get in touch with your curly hair. But was there a specific reason that you decided, like, 
I want to have my entire career dedicated to curly cuts and working with those who have curly hair and helping those with curly hair get their curls back and embrace them. Was that always the plan or was it something that you kind of was like a process? So one, I am a firm believer that no one should ever do anything that they don't want to do. That's number one. I don't think you should ever put any stylist in a box that they have to do a certain amount of things or they have to be one of those stylists that do everything because it's not, it's not for everyone. And I think that doing hair is an art and it comes from a passion. And if you're not passionate about something, it transfers into your work. On top of that, I have to feel the love in everything that I'm doing. I'm a firm believer that when I move with my hands, that I transfer my energy into whatever I'm doing. So with that being said, I actually, I specialized in everything throughout my career So at a certain point, I only did color. And then at a certain point, I only did blow dries. And then at a certain point, I only did cuts because I wanted to be a master at everything that I did. So the curl journey was actually the last field of cosmetology that I studied. And I just, it's a a passion of mine because when I sit and I, I cut the curls, it's geometry. You know, it's something that allows me to express my artistic ability in a way that I wouldn't, I was never able to do with anything else. You know, I can take my time. If I had one head of hair, I could literally spend all day creating shape from different corners and different areas in the hair. It's just a form of, you know, artistic expression for me. And it's very satisfying for me. If I'm ever stressed, styling curls are just a very big de-stressor for me. It's almost like watching those ASMR videos online when you sit and you go through the curls curl by curl, you know, So for me, that is something that I'm very passionate about and I'm able to have a deeper connection with all of my clients because it's an experience that we share together. So that is why I chose to specialize in curly hair. On to the core of the discussion today. Obviously, curly hair is a very, very broad topic and there are so many different avenues that you can go down when you talk about taking care of curly hair. And so obviously we probably won't be able to get into all of this today and that's okay. You know, when I, when I reached out to you, I wanted to do this hyper-focused episode on getting your curls back, just because I think so many people do go through this journey where they damage their curls, be it through, you know, excessive heat styling, or they went to a colorist who maybe damaged the hair in some way, or they've done some sort of, you know, chemical straightening and they wanted to get back to that place where they have, you know, that bounce, that texture, that natural texture that they grew up with. So that's kind of the crux of the episode today. So I guess my question is, why is curly hair more susceptible to damage? And, you know, why why does this damage occur? So a lot of people, when they look at curly hair, I think they see an illusion of bigness and they think, oh, your hair's so thick and it's so beautiful. But actually, most curly hair is actually a lot finer than straight hair. So even though you see a lot of volume, the the actual hair strand is a lot finer. So it snaps and it breaks a lot easier. On top of that, it tends to get get greasier and and the products tend to build up on the on the strands a lot easier. Additionally, if you look at the curls and you see the way that they spiral, you got to think about the oils that travel down from your scalp. So When you have straight hair, it's easy for the oil to kind of just travel and glide right down through the strands. But when you have a wavy and curly hair, the oil has to travel through the spirals. And it's difficult because it gets stuck. So by the time you get to the bottom of your curl strand, the oil is stuck towards the top. And it gets a lot drier and it breaks a lot easier. So curly hair just takes a lot more TLC. It takes a lot more 
time and patience when you're detangling the hair, really locking in the moisture in your hair, adding a lot of hydration, whereas straight hair, you don't really have to do as much because it's a lot easier. So when we talk about, you know, damaged hair losing its curl, how does curly hair lose its shape? It feels like a silly question to ask, but it's, you know, I I think it's true that, you know, people do experience this where they don't have as much spring in the curl or, you know, their waves are a little bit flatter. Why does that happen? And how does a curl lose its shape? So there's a few different ways that your curls can change shape and form. One, hormones are a big thing. So interesting. A lot of times if you're pregnant, or you're going through an extreme weight loss, or you're getting very sick, and your hormones are doing a lot of different things, your curls from your scalp will start to change because your hormones are changing. So they can get a lot looser, they can get a lot tighter. So you'll see a lot of women who are pregnant have completely different curl patterns from their pregnancy, and then after their pregnancy, and then before their pregnancy, which is why you get a lot of moms that cut all their hair off. I found this factoid so fascinating. Hormones have such a huge effect on us, but I actually had no idea that they could influence hair type as well. So a study that came out in 2007 helped us understand why. The researchers found key structural differences in the hair. Specifically, straight hair had an even distribution of keratin, while curly hair has more keratin located in the bends of the hair. Now, what can influence the distribution and creation of keratin? You guessed it hormones. So that's one of the ways. Um, Another way that your curls can change its shape is if you stretch them out a lot. So if you're used to doing a lot of ponytails and a lot of tight styles, you got to think of your hair like a cashmere sweater, you know, like if you stretch it, you stretch it, you stretch it, it's going to change. Heat is a big thing. Curly hair cannot take as much heat as every hair texture, every other hair texture. So it burns a lot faster. And on top of that, you have a lot of different curl patterns in your hair. So let's say you have a looser pattern pattern in the front and a tighter pattern in the back. The looser pattern obviously is going to stretch out a lot more. Another thing that people don't really know is buildup is something that can loosen your curl pattern. So, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. So if you have a lot of oils on your scalp and then you have lots of sweat, you got lots of dirt, and then you got lots of product in your hair, it's weighing down your hair. So, you know, you kind of get that looser texture. It's very heavy. It's not springy and it's not bouncy because your hair needs to be clarified. So how long does it, does this process take of quote unquote losing, losing your curl? Does it vary depending on the severity of the damage or is it something that like it can happen quite quickly? Does it just depend on the person? So it depends on many different factors. You know, like I was saying, you got different textures in in your curl patterns. So different curls react differently to different things. So, you know, the back of your hair might not stretch out and the front of your hair might stretch out. Or it's something that you can use too much heat one point and, you know, the time before you might not have used as much heat and your hair might have reacted completely different. So this is not something that we can actually weigh. Uh and say like it happens at a certain point. It just depends on the different variables. I would say just pay close attention. So if you see that your hair is starting to change, pay attention to it. You know, you can usually, if you pay enough attention to your hair, you can catch on to when your hair is not springing as much. My thing is that a lot of people will see their curls change a little bit. And some people get really excited because they think, oh, I don't, my hair's not shrinking as much. But in reality, it's damage and then you get used to damaging your hair and then out of nowhere, you're wondering, you know, what happened to my hair? But if you would have paid attention 
in the beginning and took taking care of your hair, you wouldn't have ended up with really stretched out curls. So I'm curious when people come to you, when they're talking about getting their curls back, you know, they want to start wearing their hair curly again. Basically, what are what are people going through when they come to you and be like, you know, I, I've done all this damage and I want to figure out how I can get this, this curl pattern back. Are there s- similar themes that you find from people? So actually, most of the time, a lot of these girls will come to me and they had no idea that the heat was going to affect their hair the way that it did. So a lot of women are surprised because they they don't actually know that the, your curls can get damaged from heat. I have a lot of women who are just tired of it. They're also like, you know, my roots grow out curly. It's too high maintenance. It's very humid outside. And I just want to be able to wear my hair natural. So those two are probably the most popular, those most popular reasons. And I would say the least popular reason, but it does happen, is that people don't know how to care for their hair. So they just come and they want to cut it all off and start from scratch with more knowledge and understanding of their curls. So, you know, someone comes in and they feel this way and they sit in your chair and, you know, you you look at them and you, you know, you touch and get a feel for their hair. What is this process that you take them on? You know, what what is the... The first thing that you kind of say to them when they're starting their, you know, reviving their curl journey? Well, each person is different. So I try to treat all my clients like actual people. So when they come in, I, I, I don't, I, I do more listening and feeling out more than anything. So I just, I like to listen to their story, listen to what they have to say about their hair and feel them out as a person. And then I go from there. It is a very, spiritual experience when you are learning to embrace yourself naturally. We live in a society where curls were not always welcome and curls were not always looked at as beautiful. Additionally, there was a long time period where we didn't really have products for our hair. So there's a lot of there's a lot of undoing certain ideas and insecurities that these women have. So I try to spend a lot of my time just letting women know that it's okay to feel how you feel about your hair. It's okay to not fully like your hair. And it's okay to also want to change that. I just try to welcome their journey and to let them know that whatever they feel is okay. And to let them know that I'm proud of the decision that they're making and try to give them as much information as I possibly can about how they can start to care for their curls, what they need to do, what products they could do, what issues they're having and how they can grow their hair, just anything that they might need, I, I would be there to assist them with. If I can fix it, I give them advice on, you know, what I need to do, what we need to do, what steps we have to take, what regimen we have we have to, you know, do. Sure. And if not, then we cut it off. And that was actually going to be one of my questions is, you know, are there instances when people come in and you basically just say, we have to start over, we have to do the big chop. And, you know, if so, what what's usually the reaction? So I don't ever tell anyone that we have to do anything for every woman to feel comfortable how they are. So sometimes I'll say, listen, we can chop it all off and you can, if you're comfortable with that, you can start from scratch. But that's not always something that I recommend because I think that that is a journey that you really have to be ready for. And I don't know if every woman can wake up in the mirror and feel happy with no hair. So my other option is, you know, creating a regimen. So 
I'll recommend treatments and things like that. And we'll gradually cut the hair off. So we will transition. I'll give them, you know, a Pinterest board of different styles that they could do that are not damaging to their hair until they're able to wear their hair fully natural. And we just, we choose whichever one they're comfortable with. We take that route. So let's talk about some of the things that you have people do. Obviously, everyone's different, like you said, and every journey is different. But are there any common treatments or common recommendations that you tend to do more than others? Are there any that, you know, you find to be pretty effective? You know, what are some of your favorite ways to help women on this journey? So if the hair is heat damaged, I let the women know from the beginning that there's nothing I'm going to do. I often get questions about heat styling and damage, so I want to explain a little bit about how heat styling works in the first place. Hot tools break down the hair's hydrogen bonds so they can be physically manipulated into a new shape. So for example, if someone has curly hair, they can use a flat iron to straighten it. If you do this enough, you can probably see how damaging it can be since you're literally breaking down your hair's bonds, burning away the natural oils and physically manipulating the hair. And like she's mentioned, there's actually no way to truly reverse heat damage. There's no treatment that's going to help. If your hair is burnt, your hair is burnt. You're going to have to cut it off. So we can transition and cut it off or you can cut it off now, but there's not much that I can do for that. You're just going to have to wait until it's gone. If the hair is suffering from a lack of protein or a lack of moisture, then we come together, we sit and we find out, you know, which products work best for my client what, how often they need to use such products, how often they need to come in, and how often they need to cut their hair. So I specifically des- design a customized routine for each client, depending on what the state of their hair is like. Do you have any favorite products? So a couple of my favorite products, I really like the Moroccan steam clay mask from Mizani. There's a couple products from Davinus that I love, and I like their oi. Mm, yeah, it's good. It's one of my favorites for dry hair. I love their hair butter. I really love the Solu shampoo, and it's my go-to clarifying shampoo for any woman that has buildup. I love that shampoo specifically because it doesn't strip all the moisture out of your hair. It still leaves the hair very moisturized. And one of my other favorite products from them are their Hydrotech Repumping shampoo and conditioner. I love it. I feel like it has enough humectants in the product to really keep the hydration in the hair. And I really like that. My other favorite products, I usually use the Design Essential Almond and Avocado Curl Enhancing Mousse for almost every client. When I finish their curls, I use it to lock in that moisture to create that shine and to create that hold without that heavy cast. Are there any insulin treatments that that you do or that you have found to, you know, help, especially, obviously, you know, you mentioned the heat damage is, there's not really anything you can do there, but if they are suffering from protein loss or dry hair, are there any insulin things that you love? So I use the Olaplex treatment whenever I have clients that are struggling with protein. For an at-home protein treatment, I tell my clients to look into Afigy two-step protein treatment. When it comes to moisture, I use the Moroccan steam clay mask. But I do a steaming treatment for my clients, and I find that the steam really opens up the cuticle and allows the moisture to go directly into the hair, and it really penetrates the the shaft a lot better. In terms of, you know, 
daily or weekly at-home care that, you know, you send people home with. Obviously, there's going to be much different routines that people that people do, but is there kind of like a good guiding rule of thumb that people want to follow in terms of like, you know, you really should try to do a hydrating mask once a week, or you really should wash your hair this many times a week or X, Y, and Z. Are there any just good like general tips that people can follow if they have curly hair? Knowing the caveat, knowing that, you know, it might be a little bit different for everybody. So for one, I would say if you're struggling with moisture and hydration, what I tend to tell clients to do is throw out your conditioner, not throw it out, I mean, but replace your conditioner with a mask, a really good mask. Put a shower cap on while you're in your shower. Let it sit for a little bit, detangle it, and then put your shower cap back on. Really let it penetrate the hair and rinse instead of using a conditioner. That way your hair gets a lot more moisture. I also tell my girls who are struggling with hair that tangles very often, but it's also dry, using a co-wash in between your shampoos. I tell my girls, make sure that you clarify at least once a month, especially if you're using a lot of products because you want to give your hair a fresh start, a fresh chance. Hydration is a big thing. So whenever you're styling your hair, using a lot of water really helps because it creates that bouncy, effortless, moisturized, beautiful curl. Whereas a lot of the times you're just putting products on your hair and it's really not having that effect and it's really not getting that moisture that you're really looking for because there's no hydration. So let's say you start this journey with somebody and they're, you know, taking it seriously, you craft up a plan. How, how long does this process take until where people will start to see changes? Obviously hair growth is a huge factor in this and everyone's hair grows at different rates, but is there a time frame here that people can kind of look at and say, you know, I'm, I'm starting this journey and I know that it's going to take me X amount of months or whatever it is. Curls are very resilient, I find, especially when they're not heat damaged. They're very resilient and they listen if you really take care of them. So within the first couple of months, it might not be at its prime, but you're definitely going to see a difference, especially if you know your finger coiling your curls or really training the curls again. You're going to see that they retain a lot more moisture, that the curls look a lot more defined. You know, there's different things that you can do and you'll see a result. You really just have to build a relationship with your hair and listen to it, learn what your hair needs and give it to your hair. So what are some of your go-to styling tips as they see their hair change? I, I would assume that maybe with some people who are just starting to wear their hair, their hair curly again after a while, or maybe, you know, they, they're experiencing texture changes, so they're getting a new type of curl. They might have some questions on styling tips. You know, what are some of your your favorite styling tips for, you know, different types of curl patterns? Well, for one, I will say to see a specialist. That is my number one tip is don't try to figure it out on YouTube. Don't look on, you know, all these websites. There's a lot of information out there. And I would say, number one, see a specialist so you can really get tailored information for your hair. And then you can refer to, you know, different websites and different videos and things like that to kind of confirm what it is that you you need. Number two is water. Water is a big thing when you're applying your products. And if you see frizz in your hair, when your hair is wet, it's going to dry with frizz as well. So I really like to use a Demon brush and I style in very small slices so that you're not, you're really paying attention to every curl. Now you can 
do different things with your curls. If your hair is wavier and you want a tighter curl, you know, you can use a Denman brush or you can use your fingers to kind of twirl around your hair and give them, you know, a tighter curl. Or you can kind of just shingle through your hair, slide your, glide your fingers through each section to give it a looser curl. It just depends on what you want. I would say um, what one of the tricks that I use is I style with minimal product. I use, I, when the hair is soaking wet, I use a, a leave-in conditioner, something very moisturizing. I put it in the hair. I add a ton of water, and I use my Denman brush to go through the hair, section it out, detangle it, and place each curl where I like them to lay. I then spray the hair with a ton of water again so that I make sure that the hair has enough hydration to really pick up the moisture, but also I don't want the hair to be heavy. So I use as much water so that it's a very light feel. The hair is very bouncy. And then I add whatever product that I want to use to seal in that moisture and to really create a nice soft cast. So I use the Design Essentials Foam or I use the Uidad Heat and Humidity Gel. And I'll kind of glaze it over the curls. If you want the curls to be tighter, I use a microfiber towel to scrunch and hold. If you want the curls to be a little bit longer, a little bit more elongated, I use my microfiber towel and kind of squeeze the excess water out of the hair and then I let it dry. If you want a little bit more volume, I usually like to take some duckbill clips and I like to clip my roots so that it lifts just a little bit and it doesn't weigh down. When I'm finished, I separate the curls for more volume and then I slide my fingers to the root of my head and in a zigzag motion, I fluff the hair out for volume. I like to use a hair pick with metal tips so that it doesn't destroy the curls, but you lift the roots just a little bit. I mean, yeah, I'm taking notes as we speak. So we have talked so much about heat damage. And since we're on the topic of styling, I have to ask, do you have a strong stance of like people should not heat style ever? Or do you allow some wiggle room if people want to like diffuse their hair? Or, you know, I what's your take on heat styling? Because, you know, I... I struggle with this question personally when people ask me, you know, how often can I get away with heat styling or, you know, what is there a golden ratio? Uh, I'm just, I'm curious. There's no one size fits all for anything. So I will never tell anyone don't heat style your hair because at the end of the day, it's a journey for everyone. So if you want to do it and you end up with damage, hey, you lived your life, we'll cut it off. But (laughs) however, I say pay attention to your hair. Pay attention. If you see your hair starting to change, you blow dry it one time. Okay, you got away with it. Your curls didn't change too much. Now, if you do it the second time and you see the damage starting to happen, don't do it again. I personally straighten my hair once a year and I can get away with twice a year. One of the tricks that I use for my girls who really want a different look is to roller set your hair and then blow dry your roots. That way you're not directly putting heat all over your hair and it's a really nice way to get a stretched out different look without having to damage your hair too much. Now, when it comes to diffusing, you know, many people tell you different things. So I'm not going to say that I'm right or anybody's wrong. However, I don't see a lot of heat damage that comes from diffusing and I believe that it's because when you're blow drying your hair, with heat, you're stretching the curl out and it's burning that hair in place. Whereas when you're diffusing, you're just using the heat to really set your curls. On top of that, your diffuser's not metal, so you're not burning your hair. Whereas when you're using a blow dryer, the 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 I don't know what it's called, but the, the rod of the brush, I guess, is metal. So the, the heat is warming up the metal and it's burning your hair. With a diffuser, most of them are made out of a different material, so it's not going to burn your hair. That is my take on sure. diffusing. 
with heat. Another trick is that if you're going to do it on heat, because no one wants to sit for, for two hours on cool air, you will take it will take way too long. And a lot of us don't have the patience for that. But if you do switch to cool settings at the end, it, it will tame the frizz and you will lock the moisture back into your hair because you're sealing the cuticle of your hair again. And as for the straightener, I'm not a fan of the straightener at all. I tend to tell people if you're going to straighten your hair, you know, be very careful with your ends and only go over each section one time. If you're going to do it, don't redo your hair over and over with the straightener. Just do it one time and leave it alone. But that's just a general rule of thumb that I use when I used to do blow dries on curly hair, I would make sure not to pass the iron over and over on anyone's hair. One part of, you know, this conversation it has to do with hair growth, just because, you know, if you want to get your curls back, you have to encourage healthy hair growth to come back in. And, you know, sometimes for some reason, for some women, they probably want to speed up that process a little bit. Do you have any, you know, hair growth advice and ways to encourage and stimulate hair growth? Yes. So number one, your hair is a reflection truly of everything that's going on in your body. So I know this sounds very cliche, but eating healthy and drinking a lot of water is my number one tip for growing your hair. Because if you're eating trash and you're really not drinking a lot of water, your body and your hair is going to show. If you're looking to improve your diet for hair growth, here are some of our best suggestions. Eggs can offer protein and biotin. Berries and fruits provide hair with antioxidants like vitamin C and E, which can reduce oxidative stress and inflammation. Fatty fishes provide the hair with protein and omega 3 fatty acids. And avocados are another great source of lipids and vitamin E. So a lot of people don't have a clue that, you know, a, a lot of greasy foods and a lot of sugar really affects the, the, the way your hair grows. So that's number one. Number two, I will always tell people if you are having trouble with hair loss to go see a trichologist because they can really evaluate what's going on with your scalp and kind of give you just a suggestion of, you know, what direction to head in. But that's for more serious cases on just a normal, you know, everyday use type of situation. There are numerous root serums that you can use for your hair that stimulate the growth and you can massage it in to kind of get your circulation flowing into your scalp. I usually use my oils about every, every twice a week. Typically, I'll massage that oil into my scalp and... That's about it. Lots of avocados, almonds, rice water, things like that. Rice water is a great DIY hack that has been used for centuries in several cultures. I'll explain why we think it can aid in hair growth. So first up is starch. Rice water is rich in starch, which can form a seal around the surface of the hair shaft. This adds strength, enhances hydration, and minimizes the appearance of split ends. And rice water also contains antioxidants, minerals, and amino acids, which can all help hair health and protection. So while rice water may not be encouraging growth, it definitely helps the hair that you do have. And when the hair that you have is protected, then you are less likely to experience breakage and have to go in for trims so your hair can go longer. So this has all been incredible, easy to manage advice. And you know, I I think a lot of people who are perhaps curious 
to kind of go on this journey and figure out how to uh, revive their curls again and wear their hair curly and embrace their curls, I it, it might be, you know, a daunting path to start on just for people who realize that maybe they have damaged their hair and they have maybe a road ahead of them. So I'm, I'm sure people listening might want some success stories. You've probably worked with a lot of women who um, did end up, you know, being able to get their beautiful curls back and really fall in love with them. Do you have any that kind of stand out throughout your career of just being like, yeah, that made me feel really, really good that I was able to do that for that woman? Do you, you know, do you have any of these stories that uh, maybe inspire people? <laughs> I have a lot of them, actually. I have a lot of ones that really get to my heart are kids yeah Uh, I have a lot of kids who grow up you know in areas where they you know all their friends have straight hair and they don't know what to do because they go to school and they look like a ball of frizz and they come back and they're so excited to tell me that they showed their friends their hair and all their friends love their curls one specifically that stands out to me is not a child but I had a beautiful girl come in and she cried in my chair because she could not go in the swimming pool because her hair was so burnt and she felt so insecure all the time about wearing her natural hair. And we actually cut all of her hair off. And I'm actually pleased to say that her hair is actually flourishing and growing beautifully. Do you have any advice for people who like not, not styling advice, just, you know, emotional advice for anybody who's about to start this journey, or maybe has some sort of uh, journey to go on with their hair? Do you have, you know, words of wisdom? So one thing that I will say is as women, we spend a lot of time in the mirror critiquing ourselves. And we don't spend enough time really looking at ourselves. And I think that as a woman, when you look, you should spend time in the mirror, but not critiquing yourself or even looking at your physical attributes, but really looking at yourself and embracing the entirety of who you are and really sending love to your being, to every part of you and loving that, you know, telling yourself that you really truly are more than this body that you're in. You're more than the hair that's on your head so that you can really feel good about yourself. Because once you know that, you're able to sit in your skin and you're able to embrace who you are on a completely different level. My other piece of advice is feel good, dress nice, you know, do what makes you feel good and don't worry about it. Those are my two advice pieces of advice. So last but not least, you know, what do you do for yourself personally? I want to ask about hair, obviously, but I would also love any of your skincare tips, makeup tips, body care tips. And this is a broad question, but maybe we'll start with hair and then we can uh, talk about, you know, your other beauty favorites. So I actually am very low maintenance. I don't do too much. I like my hair very fluffy and very free. So Typically, I use a lot of water and I'll either use a Davinus hair butter or Mazzani 25 Benefits Miracle Cream. And I kind of just glaze it over my hair and I let my hair go. I'm very free in that aspect. When it comes to my beauty regimen, I use Image Skincare. So I use the Vitamin C Cleanser and the Vitamin C Serum on my face. I actually also, our salon, we make our own herbal oils. So we macerate our oils and herbs for about six to eight weeks. And then we drain them and then add our other ingredients to our oils. So those are the oils that I do use on all my clients, on myself, and 
Yeah. I use my softening oil for my hair. I use my strengthening growth oil on my roots to help my roots grow. And on my face, I use our rose elixir. I think that was all fantastic advice and a good product for people to check out. I just wanted to thank you again so, so much uh, for joining us today. I really feel like this was such a serviceable episode where, you know, people can really walk away and have just really great tangible advice that they they can try and also, you know, be inspired to work with their hair again. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me share this information with you guys. And I send love to all the beautiful curly girls out there and every other woman who strives to feel and look beautiful. Hey guys, just popping back in here to say thanks for joining us this week at Clean Beauty School. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you're looking for more beauty content or just wellness content in general, don't forget to check out our website, mindbodygreen.com, our Instagram, mindbodygreen, and of course, our parent podcast, the Mind Body Green Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review us. Thanks again. See you next week.